Interaction, communication, conversation, intimacy. At the core of our very being, we are drawn to him. Drawn to his voice, drawn by a whisper. Yet we are deafened by this world, assailed by the noise. Our senses convulsing in the daily fight for attention. The momentum of activity threatening to steal control. But he is always speaking. In the extraordinary and the ordinary. He is always speaking. Always waiting. Waiting for us to tune in to the wavelengths of his voice. To find life in the richness of his word. Waiting for us to take hold of the promise that we might hear him. Burrow! How are you, Kingsgate? You're looking good. You're sounding good. It's a great day. Chris and I are so honored to be with you. We absolutely love this church. We love Dave and Karen. We consider them dear, dear friends. We got to have a meal last night together, and it was so amazing to catch up and spend some time together. We love the leadership team here. We love this house, and we've been journeying with you for a couple of decades now, over 20 years, and to watch all that God has done is amazing, but it's also incredible to see all that He's going to do, right? So the future, hey, Kingsgate, get your sunglasses on because your future's looking bright. Like the beautiful English weather that you provided for me today. Thank you from the bottom of my Texan hearts. I appreciate it. Well, it is a joy and a privilege to get to kick off the introduction to this series on hearing the voice of God. When Dave asked uh, if I could kick this thing off, I said, absolutely. It's one of my favorite subjects, one of my favorite topics is hearing God. You know, every religion in the world believes in prayer, especially if prayer is defined as talking to God. Even a lot of non-Christians don't get too upset about a religious person talking to their God. It's just that a lot of religion... A lot of non-Christians and, dare I say, a lot of Christians just get really nervous when he starts talking back. We don't have a problem with the concept of talking to God, but we just get nervous when he starts talking back to his kids. But how many of you know that we actually believe that he wants to talk back? He wants to talk with us. Why? Because he didn't create humanity to be a religion or to have a religion. He created humanity so that he could have a relationship with his kids. Yeah? Imagine for a moment a relationship where it was all monologue, no dialogue. You always talk to the other person, but they never talk back. That relationship is going nowhere. I can tell you in my marriage, that would not work. If I spoke to my wife all the time but never let her speak back, (laughs) 
be a bad day. However, one of the big questions I get as I travel around the world, I've, I've, I've had the privilege of traveling to 65 nations, literally been right across the world, and I love different cultures, different people, but everywhere, no matter what culture I'm in, no matter where I go, I get this question over and over, how do I hear the voice of God? We saw it in the, in, in the news video where they were talking about silencing the noise and in the, the trailer or the bumper just before, the introduction just before I came out. That how do we tune in? How do I hear God's voice? How do I know if it's the voice of God? Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. My sheep Hear my voice. So, are you a sheep? Well, seven of you are. How about the rest of us? Are you a sheep? Yes. Let me hear a bye. Yeah, you're sheep. So, if you're a sheep, if you're Jesus' sheep, you hear his voice. And we don't follow the voice of a stranger. We don't follow the voice of another. But our shepherd knows us, and we know his voice we can follow it. But again, if we're honest, we can say, okay, Dwayne, I get, I get that. I've read that scripture. Thank you very much. However, in my journey, in everyone's journey, I think we almost all come to a point where we struggle with the idea of how do I know if it's God's voice or not? There can be a lot of reasons for this, but one reason I think we do that is what I call the super Christians. You ever met a super Christian? The super Christians are the ones that have heard the audible voice of God. And you say, well, I've never heard the audible voice of God. You know, God does speak audibly. We're gonna talk about that in just a moment, but, but that's not the only way he speaks. And I've been considered this kind of prophetic guy and, and, and I, I've heard God's voice for myself and other people for years, but I've never heard the audible voice of God. Sometimes I think maybe God has never let me hear his audible voice so that I could talk to you and relate this way because if you've never heard the audible voice of God, that doesn't mean you can't hear God. I know people that have heard God's audible voice. My daughter has heard God speak audibly. I just never have. Sometimes these super Christians do things like they say, I was talking to the Lord the other day and I said uh, X and he said Y and I said Z and, and, and it's I said and he said and they said and, and, and I said and he said. And, and you think, really? I talked to God and I heard birds twerping. <laughs> I talked to God and I heard nada. Or, or the ones that really can get you I was having lunch with a guy one time and, and we were talking and he, said, I, he kind of interrupted me. He said, wait, wait, wait. Yes, Lord. Yes. Right. Got it. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Okay, I'll tell him. And then he said, the Lord said. It freaked me out. So I was like, what? Now, now please don't get me wrong. I'm not making fun of that because that can happen, Yeah. God can talk as real as he wants to and, and we can hear him as real as possible. But there's so many different ways that God can talk. The reality is God is always speaking. Matthew 4, 4 says, Jesus answered, it is written, 
Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. That's rhema that comes or proceeds from the mouth of God. God's words are always proceeding. They're always coming out of his mouth. Right? We just got to learn how to hear them. I love that. It says, man should not live by bread alone. So, so if I'm going to eat anything, I need to eat God's voice. I need to live on the words that come out of his mouth. His heart is to have a relationship with his kids. He wants, dare I say, he longs to speak to us. But you know, there's a lot of ways you can communicate. I'm going to kind of give a telltale on my age because I'm turning into an old man. You know, I got grandkids. I know my wife doesn't look like it. I know I do look like it. I got grandkids. We got grandkids. And, and my millennial-aged adult kids, several years ago, they would, they would say, Dad, I've been talking to so-and-so, and when we, as we unpacked our conversation, I realized they had been texting. I said, texting isn't talking. You're not talking, you're texting. But now, after a few years, the old guy caught on, and I'll say to Chris, oh, I was talking to someone the other day. She said, when did you talk to them? Oh, I text them. But there's a lot of ways we can talk to people. We can talk by phone, text, email, letter, social media posts, social media DMs, Instagram DMs, Twitter DMs, Facebook DMs. I get confused with all the DMs. The other day I told Chris, we were looking for something. I said, I know I talked to this person. I know we had a conversation. I just can't find what platform it was on. There's so many different ways. WhatsApp, iMessage, voice memos, FaceTime, Zoom, all these different ways to communicate. Well, if it's true in the natural, how many of you think it's true in the spirit? That, that if we can talk all these different ways to communicate with people, then there's loads of ways we can communicate that maybe we haven't explored. You know, until lockdown, nobody knew what a Zoom was. Now everybody is prolific in Zoom. I don't like typing. I hate typing. So I have a friend who, we, we have friends who are, she's a wordsmith and I'll, she'll type me a dissertation in a text. I respond with a voice memo. She comes back with a dissertation in text. I respond with a voice memo. She says, I hate voice memos. I said, I hate text, but at least we're talking. So let's talk about some ways God can speak to us. Of course, the Bible, I guess that's God's version of texting. That's a joke, y'all. Don't, don't email me. God's not texting. He can speak to us through creation. Psalms 1, or Psalms 19, 1 through 3. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet, their voice. Well, that sounds contradictory. No sound, no voice, no words. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. So the heavens are speaking to us. God is 
is, is, is not shouting at us, but shouting through the heavens, through creation, birds and trees and mountains and beaches. He loves to speak to us through his creation. He also will speak to us through how he created us. So, so you say, what do you mean? Well, if you're four foot, six inches tall, you're probably not going to, God is probably not saying join a professional basketball team and become slam dunk champion of the world. It's probably not going to happen. If you're seven foot, six inches tall, you're probably not going to be a horse jockey and race in the ascot. There's different ways God speaks to us. He can speak to us through uh, created, not only creation, but created things. Movies, songs, poetry, even art. Have you ever just looked at a piece of art and God just spoke to you? I have. You should try it. Dreams, visions, angels, audible voices. Of course, other people like through the prophetic, preaching and teaching, hopefully not only are you going to hear my voice, but you hear a voice within my voice, and the voice within the voice is the voice of God. My voice won't change your life. His voice will. So learn to hear the voice within the voice through pastors and leaders and wise counsel and friends. Wow, he even talks through donkeys. He's doing it right now. Never mind. Circumstances, you know, even if God doesn't bring a circumstance, he can speak to you through it. But the most common way God speaks to us is a still, small voice. You know, in 1 Kings 19, verse 11, it says, And he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks into pieces before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake of fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. According to this text, God was not in earth, wind, and fire. But he was in a still, small voice. Sometimes we're looking for the spectacular and we miss the supernatural. We miss hearing the voice of God because sometimes it's in a whisper. Maverick City wrote a song called The Voice of God and they talk about all these beautiful ways God speaks to us. Now I can hear some of you saying, okay, 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 I get it, I get it, I get it. God wants to speak to me. I got it, but how do I know if it's God's voice or not? Well, I'm so glad you asked. In the next few minutes, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you a few practical tips. If you're taking notes, this will be simple. Um, I'm going to give you keys, if you will, to hear the voice of God in all these many ways that he can speak. And the list I gave you is just a few. So here's some keys. Here's some practical tips. First of all, in order to hear the voice of God, we got to Turn some things off. Everybody say, turn off. Can you see there, we've got airplane mode. I hope your phone is on airplane mode. Why? Because there's lots of frequencies happening right now 
There's lots of voices in this room. You just can't hear them if you have your plane on airplane mode. So you got to turn off. That, that works good on an airplane. When you get in, the pilot says either turn your phone off or put it on airplane mode. However, that works great on a plane. It doesn't work great in life in hearing God. If we're going to hear God, we got to turn some things off. So we got to turn off airplane mode. We got to turn off the stuff that is hindering us or, or keeping us from connecting to God and His voice. We got to slow down, practice some silence and some solitude. We'll talk about that more in just a moment. So let me ask you, is your life, is your heart, is your inner spiritual ears on airplane mode? So turn it off. Number two, you got to turn some things off. And then number two, you have to turn some things on. We've got a UK wall plug here. In the US, our plugs are always on. I'm not saying that's better, but for our purposes today, it works. When I come to the UK, I plug something in. I know there's electricity flowing. I know that, that there's something ready to receive. I know I'm plugged in. Why is it not working? And it dawns on me, oh, is, is it turned on? Is the switch flipped? Is your heart turned on to the voice of God? Are there things, is there a switch that you need to flip? Things that'll help you hear what God is saying. For different people, I believe there's different things that flip that switch. For me, it can be a sunrise or a sunset. It flips my switch to hear God. Could be worship or music. I love music. It just connects me to God. It plugs me in and turns on that switch. For my wife, it's journaling or writing. Whatever it is for you, flip the switch. Number three. So we got to turn off. We got to turn on. Then we got to tune out some things. Here we've chosen a some Bose noise-canceling headsets. I'll never forget the first time I got one of these on an airplane. I've been upgraded several years ago. And, and they said, would you like some Bose noise-canceling headsets? I said, I don't know what that is, but yes, please. And they handed them to me and they said, oh, when you put it, if you plug in regular headphones, there's so much noise on the plane, you can't hear the film. But if you, if you put these on and turn on the switch, it will cancel out all the noise and you can hear the film much more clearly. What if we did that in our, our lives? What if we learned to cancel, get some spiritual noise-canceling headsets? where we canceled out the noise of social media, we canceled out the noise of the news channel, we canceled out life's noise. See, sometimes you can't stop the noise around you, but you can tune it out. Leaning in and listening to the voice of God. What noises do you need to cancel? What noises do you need to tune out in your life? So sometimes you tune out, and then number four, sometimes you need to tune in. Tune in. Now, here we have an old school radio. Anybody remember those? Okay, a few of us are old enough to remember it. Where you had to tune the dial in, and if you got it wrong, hello, and now you've got it. 
Now it's all digital. But our lives are much like that old analog dial. Even, don't think FM radio transmission, think AM. With an AM radio, um, if you were driving, sometimes you would drive right out of that frequency really quick. If you wanted to stay tuned in, you had to stop, pull over, stop where you were going, and listen to the program. Sometimes I've got to slow down. Slow down my reading of Scripture. Slow down the world around me so that I can tune in to the voice of God. There are frequencies, as I said, all over this room. If you're not hearing them, it's because you're not tuned into them. There's always a frequency coming from the throne of God. Think about that. God's, God's throne is always projecting sound. We just have to hear it. So are you tuned in to God's voice? Now, there's some things you can do, because some of you, I can still hear you saying, well, Dwayne, but you're still not telling me how to know the difference if it's God's voice or not. Right now, besides my voice, you've got three voices in your head. My voice will not always be in your head, and I know you're very thankful for that. In just a few minutes, my voice will leave your head, but you will be left with three voices. You'll be left with God's voice, the enemy's voice, and your voice. Your voice can sound a lot like the enemy's voice or it can sound a lot like God's voice because our voices begin to sound like our environment. After I've been in England for just a little while, guess what I start saying? I go to a restaurant and I say, could I have some water, please? <laughs> Why? Because if I say I want water, they say what? And I say water and they say what? And I say water, I have to say water. Could I have some water, please? If I hang around Dave for very long, I start saying things like, oh dear. I would never say, oh dear. We were at, I took him to a Dallas Cowboy American football match, 100,000 people and something went dreadfully wrong. And Dave, in, in his quintessentially Oxford educated British English self said, oh dear. The guy behind us said, oh dear, you mean oh Insert expletive. If you come to Texas long enough, I'll have you saying, y'all. Yeehaw. So my voice will adapt to the voice around me. So really the issue is I need to learn to distinguish God's voice from the enemy's voice. And sometimes there's drastic differences. Sometimes there's subtle differences. I'll never forget that, that when I was uh, in, in, in high school, or what we call high school, last year of school before uni, I went to a new Christian private school. And when I went, there were these triplets. Two of them were identical. One of them looked nothing like the other one. She wouldn't even pass for their sister. I don't know how that happens. But for the two, I was forever getting them wrong. One was named Michelle and the other one was named Danielle. And, and so the principal of the school could tell, Dwayne is really struggling here. So she said, Dwayne, do you want me to give you a tip of how to tell the difference in Michelle and Danielle? I said, please. She said, one of them has a mole right here. Michelle is minus a mole. Danielle does have a mole. I was thankful for the duh and duh and the ma and ma because I would have forever been going, now who has the mole and who doesn't? So Danielle does, Michelle 
is minus a mole. And do you know, I, I, I would go up to them and when I would start speaking, I would, she does. Hi, Daniel. Look at the other one. Michelle, how are you today? But after a while, I didn't have to look for a mole because I began to learn their voice inflection. I learned their mannerisms. I, I learned the way they walked and talked. And so things that seemed identical weren't identical. So let me give you some, some, some duh and muzz to help you with God's voice, enemy's voice. I'm gonna do this quickly. God's voice leads you. The enemy's voice pushes you. He's always bullying you. God's voice is an invitation. Karen gave us a great invitation today. But the enemy's voice from God, but the enemy's voice is intimidation. God's voice is conviction. And I don't mean like conviction. I mean conviction. God's voice is convicting us. The enemy's voice is condemnation. He's always condemning us. God's voice calms you. The enemy's voice stresses you. God's voice stills you. The enemy's voice rushes you. God's voice is peace. The enemy's voice is pressure. God's voice reassures me. The enemy's voice frightens me. And here it's really summed up in two words. God's voice is truth. The enemy's voice is lies. Yeah. When you think about truth and lies... Truth is a person, not a principle. His name is Jesus. The enemy is the father of lies. Come on, are you here? So, so, so English speak, people speak English. Texans speak Texan, but that's another thing. You speak real English. We don't, sorry. English people speak English. Spanish people speak Spanish, Italian people speak Italian, God speaks Jesus. God speaks Jesus. So, so if you want to know if something that's going around in your head is God or not, does it look like Jesus? Does it sound like Jesus? If you, if you, the more you study the life of Jesus, the more you get to know the, the, the character and nature of Jesus, the more you know what God's voice sounds like. Because once you know somebody, you don't have to hear their voice to know if they said it or not. See, I know my wife really, really well. We've been married 32 years. Yeah. And so, so <laughs> if somebody told me your wife said she loves to be splashed in the face when she's playing in a pool, I would say, liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> my wife did not say that unless she was being sarcastic. Why? Because I know my wife. She hates to be splashed in the face, and she hates to get her hair wet. If somebody were to say, your wife said how much she hates baths and loves showers. Liar, liar, pants on fire. So if somebody prophesies you something that goes against the character and nature of Jesus, you don't have to say it to them, but in your head you have to go, lie, 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 lie. I had somebody say, God told me that I was supposed to marry this certain evangelist. I said, well, there's one problem with that. He's got a wife. They said, yeah, I bought a wedding dress in faith, and I believe that he's going to divorce his wife and marry me. I said, that ain't Jesus. Come on. So, so, so I'm just encouraging us to learn the differences. So we turn off, we turn on, we tune out, we tune in,
And then finally, we, all this will lead us to a really good tune-up. Really good tune-up. If you think of an instrument, they need tuning. If you go to the symphony, the symphony tunes for the longest period of time. Then they play for a while, then they take a break, then they tune up again. Why? Because the instrument gets out of tune. See, your voice tunes to the voices you listen to the most. Every instrument has to be tuned to a standard. So I need to learn to tune my voice to the standard of God's voice. Also, when we think about instruments, God not only wants to speak to us, He wants to speak through us. He not only wants to us to hear His voice, He wants us to live out His voice. See, when we talk about hearing, we think about sound. So the next four weeks, we're giving you a sound theology. A theology of how we hear the sound of heaven and then we resonate with the sounds of heaven. So we pick up on the frequencies of God and we display that in the earth. So listen, God doesn't want to work through you. He wants to play through you. you. Say, wait a minute, what are you talking about? Well, that young man is not working that keyboard. He's playing it. You don't work a violin, you play it. So God wants you to learn how to live a well-played life. A well-played life. I want to pray for you. Maybe God's speaking to you of the sound your life is making. Maybe He's talking to you about being some things you need to turn off, some things you need to turn on. Maybe He's talking to you about some things you need to tune out. Maybe He's talking to you about some things you need to tune into. Maybe He's just talking to you about tuning up tuning up your hearing. If any of those are speaking to you in any way, why don't you just stand to your feet? And I want to pray over every person in this room or within the sound of my voice later. So wherever you are, just can you just lift your hands like you're receiving something from God? And just pray this after me and then I'll pray for you. Say, Father... Speak to me. Holy Spirit, speak to me. Jesus, speak to me. I receive the gift of your voice. Your voice in art, in song, in the Word, in any form. Speak to me. Now lay hands on your ears as a prophetic act and say, God, open my inner man's ears. Open my inner man's ears so that I can hear your voice. Come on, just say that out of your mouth. God, let me hear your voice in my inner man's ears. Now lay hands on your eyes and say, God, anoint my eyes. Open my inner man's eyes so that I can see what you're saying. Sometimes you got to see what's being said. Now, now lay hands on your heart and say, God, open my heart, enlarge my heart. Give me capacity to receive the many 
the multifaceted ways you want to speak to me. God, enlarge my capacity to receive in my heart from you. Now let me pray over you. Father, you saw every hand raised. You saw every prayer prayed. You, you heard every person speak to you. Now would you speak back to them? Even before people leave this room, let them hear your voice. Maybe in the song we're about to sing, maybe in, in, in something you just speak, that inner knowing, that still small voice. God, let them hear you today. But not only today, tomorrow, the next day, next week, next month, next year, for the rest of their life, God, every day, let them hear you speaking to them. Let their natural be supernatural and their supernatural be natural. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Yeah, give the Lord a clap because He's speaking. Now, I believe right now we can tune in, we can tune some things out, and we can tune in and worship. So we're going to worship the Lord for just a moment. And as we do, can you just slow down this moment? It's not going to be a long moment, but you can slow it down in your heart, in your mind. Open yourself up to receive from God right now. Kingsgate, it's been so great to be with you. Chris and I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it.